Welcome to episode 53 of the Ed Evil G We podcast thing. Um, good start. Good start. I'm Colin, this is Stu. Yo. Uh, this, <laughs> I think it's a, I was calling this a wee podcast, it's a bit uh, dishonest. It's wee compared to the big one. Not by much. It, <laughs> it's weak compared to our standards. It did but, start uh, off a lot weirder, but it kept getting bigger. So it's our wee big podcast. That's because we all like, oh, I want to talk about this. Oh, and this. And it's like, ah, great. We have three solid segments now, and that's that. That'll do it. We won't add anything else ever again. Sure. Until next month. <laughs> Until we think of something to talk about other than what we've got. We can just have a dedicated Elden Ring segment. Yeah. You could, but you, you could. You could. Easily, easily. If you compare it to those, uh, like, way, way back when we started, first started messing about podcasting, um, it's definitely... Three and a half hours? Say three and a half hours. It's just fucking nonsensical screaming into one microphone. <laughs> with about 15 uh, people in the room. Yep. No introductions or nothing, just all in at the start, just talking absolute shit. Yeah, but then over the years, we just cut out all the bollocks, and you're left with the good shit, which is me and Stu. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Everyone else just couldn't be bothered after all these years. <laughs> I think they just know they're useless at it. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, they know <laughs> we're the best. Well, so... I understand you haven't been playing too much since last week, but but you you have been up to no good. Well, I've I've been playing I've been playing a bit of MechWarrior because I got the DLC, but I, I won't bore you with that because it's not exactly the newest game in the world. But um, yeah. people need to people need to piss off and stop blowing up my machine gun. Oh, the most expensive uh, fucking gun on my mech, and instead of shooting my legs out or anything, no, we'll just shoot his gun off. And you're like, oh, you bastard. You make me pay like a million dollars every time I blow this thing up. But anyway, that was that was ragging me last night. Like, just always with the machine gun. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, I decided to get up to no good this week. Um, not like, like freaking committing crime. Well, is it a crime? I don't know. Um, but I seen all these people using their quests on YouTube to do all this cool shit. And I was like, how are they doing this? They're like, they were like playing like, Doom 3 VR and, and you know, Quake and all these old kind of... Now, they were not obviously official releases, but people have done these amazing jobs modding these games mm-hmm. on their quests. And I was like, how are, they, how are they doing this? So I started reading into it and YouTubing it and all the rest of it, and it's called Sideloading. And I obviously, as we have are well aware, my laptop is an absolute piece of shit, so I couldn't do it the easy way. I have to do it the really long and annoying way. But there's all these cool settings and stuff in it as well. But um, you basically do it through like an app on your phone and you have to connect your phone to your your quest and all this here. But sadly, I don't have the greatest phone on the world either. I don't put a lot of technology or time of tech into my phone or my laptop. It goes into my gaming devices. But I'm starting to realize if I want to do stuff, I'm going to really have to get a decent phone. So I couldn't even use my own phone. I had to use my other halves. But you can go in and you can like you can change the 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 hurt ratio and all. So you can. 
Wait, and is, you it, can, is it not at its maximum by default? Apparently not. It's not even at its max resolution by default. I wonder why that like, is. Just be careful you don't break something, but I wonder why that well, is. Well, this is what I was reading before I went and did anything. They were all saying, listen, if anything goes wrong, uh, you can factory reset your, you know, just factory reset your quest and you're, you're back to square one again. Yeah. But, um, so I, I put the, 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 the resolution up. I just That was the first thing I did. I'll put my resolution up and I'll load up Resi 4. I was just looking around going, holy shit. Why is this not the standard? And your your head didn't catch fire? Nope, nope. Head didn't get fire. The thing doesn't heat up or anything any crazy way, Eric. Because that was my first thing. I thought, right, this thing's going to overload and explode or something. So then, obviously, um, what you don't I was looking want at this. you're wearing on your face. Like. No, especially on your face, what's right in front of your eyeballs. You know, I may be wearing glasses and have a little tiny bit of protection, but if the glasses are going to explode, that's no good. Um, you're just wearing, you know, extra eye punctures. But... So I was, I was reading more into it and, uh, you know, how people, you know, got the likes of the Doom and stuff on it. And there's a way of you trick the quest into loading up the Steam library and then you can use the mods to play the VR version. But I, I could not get this working for love nor money because suddenly the quest wouldn't read the phone and it never can read my phone because it's a piece of crap and all this here. So... I had I did actually end up having to factory reset it because I changed the hertz too high at one stage and everything went very almost like the frame rate had dropped because mm. it was trying to refresh too much and I couldn't get it back down because it wouldn't read either mine or my missus phone anymore so I had to do a full factory reset last night on my uh, quest um but the the other very cool thing that there's a wee app you can download as well you know, to your phone if you, you can, you know, sideload it directly from your phone. But the one thing I actually really liked, and it's completely normal, is the App Lab is a thing that I'm sure it's kind of like your early access on Steam. Yeah. I was telling you that's how I got that World War II fighter pilot uh, game. Uh. You, you cannot go on to your Quest store and search the App Lab. You just physically can't see what's in there. You have to know what you want, but you have to know it exactly by name. Which, obviously, if you can't view it and can't see it, you don't know what's in there. But the wee app lets you view the app lab. And there's some, actually some pretty cool stuff in there anyway. Um, and some of it's, you know, the likes of that, as I say, that World War II fighter pilot game, that was a couple of pounds, and then you'll get the full game when it's released. Some of them are experimental games. Some of them are, like, things that people have made, demos and stuff. But there's one I actually really want to try, and I hope other people can get it because it's like a a Wild West, you know, showdown type thing. Just you and a mate staring each other down, trying to shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Just staring each other out. Um, but I, there's just wee things like that that you can find. And then there's just one thing I've noticed. It's been downloaded. I don't understand why this isn't in the store if it's been downloaded nearly a million times. Something Escape from Pav Pavlov or something it's called. Um, but Jesus, people um, rave up. What is that? Hang on, I'm just going to double check the name here. I'm, I'm just opening up this wee side quest. Even if you put, if you want to even just check the app lab, if you're listening to this and you have a quest and you've always been interested in the app lab, there is a app called Side Quest Beta. You don't have to do anything else. You, it won't damage anything. You can just go in and you can literally search the app lab games. Um, but let me just check what this was called because people rave about this 
this app lab game. Um, See, uh, I know there's like a one of them, you know, mills. There's lots of milsim shooters. Mm. On Pavlov there. Shack, sorry, Pavlov Shack. Pavlov but Shack. Jesus, aye. People rave about this. Apparently, it is absolutely amazing. It's a multiplayer VR. It's kind of. I'm guessing it's kind of like your um, your onward. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this is um. Uh, right, so Pavlov is the name of the full-on. So Pavlov Shack is literally the uh, what they're calling the Quest version. Right, and it's free, but people rave about this, and there's all types of wee things on this app lab. So it's kind of cool that you can actually search it because there are some things you know that I always wanted to check out. Because that's where you get that, that gorilla tag and things like that. That's in the app lab. But again, if you didn't know about it being in there, you wouldn't have been able to find it because you can't mm. search that thing on your either your Quest or your Quest app. So there there was a bit of silver lining in the in the long run. But um I it was it was kind of fun mucking around with stuff. And I will I don't think I'm done with it. I don't think I'm done because I just love the idea of playing a classic Doom in VR, and I'm determined to try and yeah, get this. Yeah, that, that could be pretty pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure how that would work, but yeah, I'd be up for giving something like that a try. I know you, you yeah, can play, uh, there is Doom VR and Doom 3 VR. Um, yeah, they, they were official. Although, again... They weren't released on the Quest. I can go get them on the Steam, obviously. They're on the PlayStation VR, but not on the... Yeah. They weren't officially released for the Quest, which I, wonder, I do not understand. Is, is, is it the power, power an issue? Because um, I, I know that like Pavlov is... Uh, as I said, it's a very popular uh, Milsim that's still in mm. early access. Um, and it looks like that Pavlov Shack is... Like everything almost looks like it's made of voxels instead in in the environments, ah. so it's very scaled down visually. Um, mm. So that is likely the 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 difference there that you're you're getting. I could, you know, I could maybe see things. Obviously, your Half Life Alex will never be on the quest, but Doom Three. Um, I mean, I've I've seen that. Re- I mean, I've played the Resi Four, and it looks phenomenal. And I would say that. Obviously, classic Resi 4 and Doom 3, there was a bit of a difference. But the, what they did with that VR version, they obviously re-textured everything and everything. I could, I could see the, the Quest being able to run Doom 3. Yeah, maybe. But Maybe. But um, I, it's, it's, obviously, I'd lo- I'm, I just love the idea of maybe being in the original classic Doom, just looking around going, shit, I'm an E1M1. This is amazing. You know, and then... <laughs> fucking shooting sprites and stuff but yeah i was looking around seeing if i could do things but that's what i've kind of spent my week doing is mucking around with this the side quest on the i've on done the some side loading uh i had a, a remember the vita tv yes i had one of those for ages where i didn't do anything with it i just bought it because it was cheap and i was like yeah i could do something with that sometime and then like a couple of months ago I decided just sorry let's uh let's turn this into an emulator which I have done that was sweet um yeah so I guess the is that, that's you then 
Yeah, the only other thing I've been doing is I finished off the Sinking City. Ah, this. right, right. What's, uh, would you recommend that? Not on the Switch. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was, I wouldn't recommend any. If, if you have an option to play something that's on the Switch, on literally anything else, uh, go for it. <laughs> it was dirt cheap on the Switch, and that's why I bought it. <laughs> uh, but now I noticed it's on sale on the PS5 this week, and I'm like, oh, that would actually be cool to play on the PlayStation, and I was nearly going to rebuy it. It's not, as, as I said at the start of the year, I'm determined to try and play a few games that aren't my usual forte. Um, and that's one I'm kind of glad it did. It's definitely not my usual thing. It's more like a detective thing. You have to find the clues and work out who did what. And then you, like, you literally have to come to a conclusion of how this crime happened. You mightn't be right, but this is your conclusion. And you'll sort of, this is how your story will progress then. Because these are the clues that you found. And this is the conclusion you've come to mightn't be right but that's how it's going to go now because that's what you came to there's a wee bit of combat in it but it's not not exactly what you'd call you know survival horror well there's bullets are very few and far between you really do have to conserve your ammo but um yeah it's it's got that whole sort of um uh uh what do you call them lovecraft shit going through it although it was pretty cool the other day i bust into a kkk uh clubhouse and just Blasted them all with a shotgun, and I was all, ah, <laughs> not even in here, are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's always your first reaction to finding the KKK in a game. It's like, yep. All right, all you guys. Are going to play. <laughs> <laughs> even though there's fine. one guy trying to surrender and all, he's like, it's in my first day. And I'm like, nah, bad choice. Bang. <laughs> uh, so, what have I been playing? Uh, I, I finally played. Uh, Resident Evil 3 remake. Oh, yes. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I'm playing a couple other things as well, um, mm. which is really good. It's really, brilliant. really good. Um, I just mm-hmm. did that uh, sewer segment that wasn't in the original um, mm. with the frog bastards. No. Oh. One one hit kills. Uh, yeah, see what you're saying with Nemesis. He is a fucking bastard. Um, Mr. X ain't got shit on him. Um, <laughs> Mr. X is a mild inconvenience yeah, compared uh, to Nemesis. Like, Mr. X can't dash across the fucking street and punch you in the back of the head while you're running away, which he does a lot. A lot. Um. Yeah, and even he, if you think you've got jump. away from him, he'll do that thing where he jumps really high and just lands in front of you, and you're Aye. like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, there's a door, run towards the door. Ah, nah, he's here now. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's really cool. I really liked the way they put the wee first-person part. You're just poking about Jill's apartment. Um, hmm. Since they're doing the PS5 versions, they should totally put in first-person mode. I don't That'd know how difficult that would be, but uh, that would be a good We sort of, hey, you already bought this. Do you want to buy it again? I know we did free. Well, I guess it's a free upgrade, but just to incentivize um, maybe someone mm. who hasn't made the splurge it and say, how about the first person? You want mm. that? I'd definitely be up for that. Especially if they did it for two and three, because I think two in first person would be fucking terrifying. Hmm. Because, um, 
yeah, you literally not being able to look behind you and run. It's like mm. you just have to run. Um, yeah, that would definitely make Mister X way more menacing if you couldn't look behind you and run away from him. Yeah. So, so you'd, uh, you you don't know where he is at all times. Hmm. Mm. Um. Apart from that, on the it, I picked up a, a JRPG. Uh, this is one I've been wanting to try this series for a while. It's a long running series, um, but they never fucking go down in price, and it's fifty quid. Um, LTA. Um, that the, the name of the the, the series is called um, Altelier. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's a French word. It is basically means like a private studio, usually associated with artists um but also alchemists <laughs> um Ooh. so altelier uh riza is what i picked up uh ever darkness and the secret hideout they always have a, this weird the something and the, the whatever like a harry potter book um <laughs> but the, uh, this this series been around for for years um and yeah it, this finally sort of dropped in price so to pick it up give it a try it's pretty good um it, its main focus isn't so much on battles and stuff it's it's as i said these all uh involve alchemy you're usually some sort of uh alchemist in these games um and it's got a really in-depth crafting system because of that and that's really the focus of the game um and the, the crafting system goes beyond you know get these three items put them together and it makes this it's like uh, mm. it's when you're making have the recipe to make something it brings up it's almost like a it looks like kind of like a skill tree it's a, you know like a, a grid type thing it's not really a grid um and each like node on this this tree like you'll start with one and be like right uh, this one needs like a a material that is wood and has a fire property and you'll put that on and you'll get different grades of stuff where some will be worth two um fire mm. properties some will be worth one and then you can go branch off in different directions to add different effects and um and, uh, improve the quality it's so in depth uh, and it's actually um fun to mess about with uh where I've got up, like, the, the combat is very much your, your kind of expected JRPG. It does, like, an active time battle Final Fantasy style where not everything stops. It's like everything's just going to keep taking its turn regardless if you take your turn or not. Mm. Um, but the... And then the, the, you make these items through alchemy. That's also how you get all your weapons, all your armor. Everything's done through alchemy. But you can also use, you know, healing items, bombs, that sort of thing. Um, but instead of you having to, you know, grind out creating like a hundred healing items, so you have enough. It just uh, you create one healing item, and it'll have whatever properties you assign to it. Um, and then you'll assign that to your character, and your character has ten charges of item use every time you go out into the world. Uh, so you don't have to worry about you know making multiples of items. You just worry about right. I'm going to improve this by making it better because I'm a bit better at alchemy now. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One of the, the, the things though, it's like 
one of the flimsiest excuses for having a JRPG game. It's like uh, Ryza, who you play as the main character, just wants to go on adventures. That, that's our entire <laughs> fucking... That was the start of it. It's like, right, we're going on an adventure. Let's go. Uh, let's go see what's over here. There's no big threat or anything that I've got to yet. It's just... The, uh, <laughs> let's go do stuff. I want to go on an adventure. Uh, so. That's a nice change-up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the world being a threat, it's just all, oh, I want to go on an adventure. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> now, in her little village uh, that she lives in, there's uh, some guy who controls the water, uh, and there's uh, a drought that happens, so there's obviously going to be something more than just uh, mm. us chilling out in a forest killing slimes, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, uh, th- there's a sequel to it as well. Um, but then there's, like I said, this series is huge. It's like Final Fantasy where the games aren't really related uh, in a meaningful way. Uh, so you can pick up anyone and, and sort of have a go at it. Uh, and you won't be, uh, you know, missing out on any bigger storytelling. Mm. But obviously the Atelier Ryza 2 is directly related to the first one. But that's just, Final Fantasy does that too. Yeah, it does. Um... And with that, why don't we move on to some news? Hmm. Breaking news. Speaking of Final Fantasy. Speaking of that. So this literally just happened today. So Mm -hmm. Square Enix is selling off all its Western studios and IP. So that's like your Terminators, your Deus Ex, um, that sort of stuff. Selling all those to Embracer Group, who are like a weird finance consolidation. They, they they just buy loads of game things and have them all together for investors. Um, but they sold all this stuff, which is 50 IPs, which you have Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, like Save Kane. Um... And all the studios, so some of the studios are like Crystal Dynamics, Eidos, Montreal, who did Deus Ex, Square Enix, Montreal, probably going to need a name change there. They did the Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy, um, I believe, I think. Um, And they sold all of that for $300 million. Now that sounds like a lot, but in terms of what they have sold, that is buttons. Considering Activision has gone for sixty nine billion. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's just one studio. There's something fishy about this whole thing though. Um Yeah, there's something <laughs> up. Now I know obviously Square Enix hadn't used a lot of those IPs in a while. Like, you, you mentioned Legacy of Cain there. When was the last time that was even mentioned? You know, they had that yeah. IP, never did anything with it, and I'm guessing there's quite a few of them that have just sat there and nothing's been done with them. Yeah. But yeah. the two big ones, the two big ones is definitely the uh, the Tomb Raider and the... Well, I don't even know if you count DSX as a big one anymore. I mean, they, they, been. they haven't done a, a game in a while, and... They're, they have said uh, when was mankind divided that was a good while ago now yeah. and they always say that uh, they had no interest in doing another one um, but if you remember like Square Enix has made a um, 
their, their whole thing is they, they've always been shit talking their Western developers, saying they underperformed, mm-hmm. and that and that's like you know, even the two meter stuff. That's a you know, you might say no, it didn't meet the expectations. With the the first game they did being the highest selling two meter of all time, it's like so. What were your expectations? Aye, unrealistic. I don't know what, what they, they were, were expecting. Aye. Um. So, and we we have that new two meter on the way. So I'm assuming that'll just stay as is, and Crystal Dynamics will keep working on that. Um, mm. They just won't have to deal with Square Enix anymore, which is a good thing. I don't I know what. It's a very good thing. I don't know what Embracer Group would be like if they'll just stay out of the way or not. But I can imagine Square Enix is a fucking bollocks. Um, well, we've seen what they done with Hitman. Yeah. They they said that underperformed as well, and then IO was able to go off on their own and do it themselves and be very successful. Uh, so it's like so to the, the point where somebody's trusting them to make the next James Bond game. Yeah, yeah, uh, ridiculous. Eh? The 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 stuff they saying about these these franchises uh, and and these developers, they're you know doing the best they can to make these games and then they are a success you get a game selling over a million copies that game is a fucking success these games we're mentioning has sold millions of copies mm. there is no reason for them to go oh that underperformed it's like well you're re- fucking check your expectations they said that recently about Guardians and I think Guardians sold really well as well it, it did, it sold millions of copies. It got really good uh, critical yeah. acclaim. I think they're 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 comparing these to, you know, free-to-play mobile games and stuff like that there that just exploits people and pulls in ridiculous Aye. amounts of money because people are, like, just... Addicted. Yeah. I don't know, but you nailed on the head that they, they, they uh, encourage... Addictive behavior and and try to get money out of people that way instead of them making trying to make a good game with a good gameplay that makes you want to play it because it gives you a fun time. No, mm-hmm. we'll we'll just uh, get, we want the stuff that will give us the maximum amount of money for the least amount of effort. This is like yep. it's the most bare face like greedy fucking publisher move that I think we've we've seen. Um mm. yeah. So Embracer Group said uh, they made a a statement on a season opportunity to invest in these franchises as well as additional acquired IPs such as Legacy of Kane, Thief oh. and other franchises. So they they're they've been dropping names that they're interested in putting stuff into that. Now, they are still just a big faceless investor group. I don't know if they give much of a fuck about the the art form that is games. Um, but well, the I, fact that they chose to mention that game. Right? Legacy of Kane? Uh, yeah, th- let's be honest. There hasn't been a Legacy of Kane since uh, PS2 days. Yeah, well, that would have been Soul Reaver 2. Or was there one after so, Soul Reaver 2? There might have been one there, after Soul Reaver. I think the last one was that one where the two of them were in it together. Kane and Razael were in it together. Uh, Defiance, is that what you called that one? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was the last one. 
Now, that was obviously PS2 days. You're talking quite a long time ago. If you're a big faceless just investor company, you're just seeing, you know, the big names that everyone knows at the moment. You're Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. You're you're not going to remember Legacy of Cain. You're an investor. You don't give a shit. But if you do know your games, you're going to mention Legacy of Cain because you're a gaming fan. You do have a point there. I mean, Legacy of Cain isn't exactly some, you know, big, well-known IP. No, it's very not niche. anymore. It was. Even back then, I don't know. I think it was only... a click back then? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I think there was... I hadn't, uh, before Soul Reaver came out, I hadn't a fucking, I hadn't heard of Legacy of Cain at all. Um, I remember playing the original on the PlayStation, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I just <laughs> thought it was cool drinking people's blood all the time. <laughs> they're they're definitely Legacy of Cain, Thief, that stuff. They're they're definitely not held in the same regard as the Tomb Raider franchise. We no, confidently say that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, an interesting part of this, they have not sold uh, some other IPs, such as Life is Strange, Just Cause, and Outriders. So that's the stuff that goes to external publishers. I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know what way the ownership rights go for those. Um, but if if they still own those, I can't see them putting a Japanese developer on them. Are we going to get a Life is Strange free-to-play mobile game? <laughs> you might do. You, f- <laughs> you might do. Covered in microtransactions somehow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so so uh, some guy I don't know who this guy is. It's some tweets on this Eurogamer article. Daniel Ahmad, um, he tweeted to say that Square Enix uh, Western titles have underperformed over numerous titles. Bullshit. Um, with the company's biggest growth coming from Japan-made mobile games and MMOs. Mm. Um. So, okay, yeah. well, it's no secret that Final Fantasy XIV makes a lot of money, but their mobile games is obviously just, as we were discussing, it's yeah. just a cheap fucking... But, yeah, it's like they make money, but there's there's nothing there from... They, they don't they don't add anything, you know, to gaming culture. They, they, yeah. <laughs> they, they're just there to, to prey off and get money out of people, um, which mm. they're very effective at doing, and there's mm. many different dodgy ass fucking methods they go at to do that um i know why, why don't you just start robbing people with guns just just, <laughs> just get rid of this pretense and fucking mm. uh, the the price is is fucking ridiculous i don't know that's why i think there's something weird about it you mind sony bought Bungie for 3.6 billion yep 3.6 billion Embracer themselves actually... bought Gearbox. Fucking Gearbox. Uh, Useless cunts. <laughs> 1.3 billion. Mm. I'm actually surprised Sony or Microsoft didn't try to get in there if they knew this was happening. Yeah. But. I, hmm. Maybe We don't know. Maybe they did. Uh, but I, 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 again, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say with all this. Uh, what's going on the the price is a, a very fucking weird point anyway mm. um i think embracer group got themselves a bargain there um I fucking did 
And then Square Enix, finally, last part of the, on this, uh, said that this enables the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Go fuck yourselves, you greedy fucking cunts. Yep. So, Square can go fuck themselves. It, it, just a, a, a few other Square Enix-related things. Just a, you know, hammer home the point of... These, the, this company is a bunch of shits that don't give a shit about games. Mm. Um, so did you see their latest Final Fantasy merch from Final Fantasy yeah. 6? Is a, a very nice looking statue mm-hmm. uh, for $11.6,000 is what they're charging mm. for it. And it's a very nice looking statue, and looking at it, you'll be like, aye, that probably costs a grand, which is usually what high-end statues mm-hmm. of this type usually yes. cost, but they're like 11.6. It's uh, not even like a one-of-a-kind piece. They're, no, they're making, no. uh, there's, they're making there's a couple of hundred of these. Uh, yeah, which is the usual number you would make for like a... a limited edition statue that would cost mm-hmm. around between 500 to a thousand pound uh mm-hmm. but here we are with um fucking breaking new ground um it hasn't been received well with a lot of people say who the fuck is this for and it, even to the point where i saw a tweet from one person saying i have so much your merch I've, I have a loaded disposable income. I have entire rooms in my house dedicated to Final Fantasy. I would not fucking buy this, even though I can afford it. Jesus. Um, like, it, it, it's... Mm. Like, even if you add in the point that... So, it's it's a character Terra where, uh, writing uh, Magitek armor from Final Fantasy VI. Um, mm. And she's sitting in the seat... There is a couple of different poses for her, so you get multiples of her to put in the seat, and there's different. Uh, you can change out the Mughal that that's on on the uh, mm-hmm. on the statue as well, but that still does not justify, <laughs> you know, nearly twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like you are greedy ass cunt. Uh, and in the same line, like it's called the Master Line. Uh, which uh, that's just the the line of statues. There's a two B mm. one from near, uh, which costs like nine hundred dollars. Mm. Which, while expensive, you would say, by ah, fair enough. Uh, uh, it's it, sort it, of it, the it, price you would expect. It's handmade, hand painted, uh, same mm. as this one. But it's just like, how, how, why is this one twelve times the price of that one? It it doesn't make any sense. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I could go out. So for that for that money, I could go out or I could go down to Belfast and walk into a Harley Davidson shop and walk out with a nice new fucking motorcycle. Mm, I was going to say, you just buy a car. You could buy a car. Yeah, for I, yep. Hell, you could buy a two if you went to the right place. Uh, true. <laughs> so, yeah, if someone turns around and goes, hey, we're going to give you a choice between this statue or these two cars i'd be like uh i'll take the cars please <laughs> to run over the statue <laughs> mm. that's anyone that buys that's a maniac hey? you know some stupid rich assholes who don't give a shit about anything are gonna buy the oh, you won't be able to and show then try put it on ebay for fucking <laughs> three times the price Oh, I paid this for it, so it must be worth this now. Uh, you couldn't? Oh, somebody... Oh, you know what we all should have done? God damn it. 
we all should have made a big song and dance about it, right? And then the scalpers would have thought, oh, we'll buy these. And then we all go, ah, we don't give a fuck. I mean, we start a GoFundMe for us to buy one of these and then to fund a uh, a plane ticket over to to Japan, go to Square Enix headquarters and just <laughs> fucking throw it through one of the glass windows. May need money for legal fees as well then. But that'd be pretty funny. No, we'll run away really quickly. We won't get caught. Yeah, Japanese police can't catch me. Uh, we're massive. <laughs> <laughs> and just one last thing on uh, on Square Enix. So Yuji Naka, legendary creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. Um, so he made a, a game for Square Enix called Battle of Wonderworld, which was not fucking received well. Mm-hmm. And he has come out and said uh, he was removed as a director six months before its launch. Launch? Launch. <laughs> <laughs> he probably um, was removed during lunch, the way these boys treat people. Uh, so so he was told to fuck off. Um, he did file a lawsuit. They settled out of court. Um, and Balm Wonderworld went on to be an absolute disaster. Um, 2,100 copies is open a week in Japan. It's nuts. Mm. Uh and yeah, uh, uh, as you were saying before the, the podcast, they plastered his name all over this thing. Mm-hmm. And in the game's like final stretch, he uh, did not touch it. So. He was pointing out things that was wrong with it, that he wanted fixed. Square Enix were like, hey, no, you're, you're out of here. This game will be fine. And he's like, no, but this I'm the director and this is not what I want for this game. And they're like, nah, get you out, bye. So the game that was released was not even the game he wanted to release. That that would rag your push, especially yeah. with your name on it. Mm. And he, he's the guy that... It wasn't everyone like, oh, Square Enix are so shit releasing a game, I guess. It, it was all Yuji Naka has lost his mind and he doesn't, he doesn't know how to make games anymore. Mm. Um, he was the guy that got all the flack for this game being in the state that it's in. Mm-hmm. And there you go. He just uh, it, it wasn't wasn't him. Nope. It was again square. Um, he he said uh, I think Square Enix and Arzest, which is some other company involved in mm. making this game, um, are companies that do not care about games and game fans. He's one hundred percent correct. Yep. Maybe at one point Square Enix, maybe before it was Square Enix and it was just Square mm-hmm. Soft and they were Square, doing things. Square Soft. People cared yeah. about what they were making. Now they don't. They they could not give a shit. They're not saying that the individuals making the games don't give a shit. Of course they do. Um, mm. But They're doing the best they can. Square Enix is a business and the people that run that, they do not give a shit whether you do it well or... or Bad there, whatever. They as long just as want, it makes money, as long as it can make money. Sure, look at look at fucking uh, that one we were on about. What do you call it? With the the really generic name. Uh, a really generic Babylon's name? fall. Oh, Babylon's fall. Uh, so like we like you look at that. If I if I was working at Square Enix and uh, I wanted uh, Platinum to do a game and and then looked at that, I'd be like, no man, this ain't 
this this ain't what we want. Um, mm. But it would send them back to the drawing board. But no, the the Square Enix like, let's get her battle pass ready. Yes, mm. let's let's pull all these fucking assets out of Final Fantasy fourteen and put them in this game. They did that. That's mm-hmm. that was stuff that happened. Um, ah, man, fuck these games, eh? I have a proposal like no one buy Final Fantasy 16. Oh, let's I'm just sure all, were, let's make it on perform and see what they say. They were talking about that sure and they're wanting to make it edgy, you know, for people, you know, oh, what was it they says not all stories have to have a happy ending, so they're going to make it all dark and edgy. So I think it's just going to be like uh everyone's going to wear black in it again and you're like go on just fuck off and stop making Final Fantasy games, please. You're gonna make fifteen again? <laughs> Pretty much, I. Uh, fuck me, eh? Well, that's 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 Square Enix. Uh, uh, the only good guys. thing out of this is I really, really am glad that the likes of Tomb Raider and DSX and things will not be associated with that with the company that's involved with NFT and blockchain anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, speaking of NFT and blockchain, um. We uh, have a, a wee quick one. Mm. So, I guess uh, uh, does would everyone remember Reggie Fiume? How could you forget, forget, forget the man? It's the guy that was all about kicking ass and playing games, and he's all out of yep. ass or something. I don't know. Um, so he used to be in charge of Nintendo. Um, and he, he has come out saying, So I'm a believer in blockchain. I think it's really compelling technology. I'm also believing the concept of play to own uh, within video games. Uh, and I say this as a player where I've invested 50, 100, 300 hours in a game. When I'm ready to move on to something else, wouldn't it be great to monetize what I built? No. No, it wouldn't, Reggie. No. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. This is disappointing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the guy is a businessman, and he's like, mm. fuck. So here's the thing. He's on about, uh, hey, you're just playing the game anyway. May as well, you know, have something that you could get some money out of at that back end. It's like, mm. yeah, that's always a nice idea, but there's games out there that are already trying this. Um, and if you look at them, they are fucking just full of, like, grinding farms like people being paid to yep. play the game and getting shit wages for it uh mm-hmm. in somewhere in southeast asia that's 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 the kind of behavior you will get your ad you won't be say, you, trying to sell your animal crossing island there'll be like just rooms and rooms of people just building animal crossing islands to sell on um and it, it, it just we play games to escape real life. Stop putting real life in the fucking games and making them a job. Just, 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 just stop it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's and that's your NFT. Yep. Balls up of the week. <laughs> balls up of the week. Ah, oh, Reggie. Um. So we recently had the announcement of what the new PS Plus was going to look like. Mm. Um, 
And one of the questions were, what happens if you have current PS Plus and PS Now when this whole thing kicks over? And the answer to that was that you would go on to the most expensive uh, tier Hmm. of the new PS Plus uh, for whatever one of those services you have for longer. So say your PS Plus, you have a year subscription and PS Now, you have six months, then you would get on, you'd be automatically put onto the highest tier of the new PS Plus for a year. Uh, And some, quite frankly, genius bastards um, (laughs) decided to start Mm. buying up the prepaid cards for ps plus and just buy loads of time for the ps plus and just have like one month of ps now so they would get on the premium tier for a lot cheaper for a hell of a lot all time which is really good thinking it is very good thinking up until sony caught on it was up until sony caught on and we were all like uh no you're not allowed to use pay prepay cards uh until until we're done all this <laughs> and they didn't tell anyone at first, and people were asking. Hey, people were work. wondering, like, what the fuck? Uh, and now they're all like, uh, hey, this is this doesn't work until until the new PS Plus was." But it's had this effect of like people who genuinely only use the top up cards are mm-hmm. now like having their PS Plus run out and they can't top up, so they can't play games online. Nice one, Sony. Nah, Egypt. <laughs> Bunch of fools, eh? <clears throat> uh, a few other things about the uh, PS Plus stuff. We got our, our first look at the classic games that be available on that top tier. <laughs> Which, uh, are, you, are you excited for the PSP uh, version of Ridge Racer? No. Are you excited for Mr. Driller? I have Mr. Driller already on my mini PlayStation. Are you I've never played it. For Tekken 2? I have Tekken 2 already. <laughs> Worms Armageddon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or wor- Worms World Party. And that's Why it. do we need two that's Worms all. games? <laughs> you don't need... You never need two Worms. One's enough. Like, what yep. the fuck? Uh, yeah, that's a bit underwhelming. But they are leaks. Mm-hmm. And they were never meant yeah. to be in there, but I hope like, it's better than this. Yeah, it's the PS2 era games I'm interested in seeing. True, yeah, same. And it better not be the ones that you can already get on your fucking PS now either. They better add new ones instead of just going, oh, those ones that are PS now, oh, you can play them. And you're like, who gives a fuck? It's definitely going to be them, I know. <laughs> like, they, they will be the, the ones that are there. We were looking at this and was like, "This is ju- you have just mashed the two things together and done not much of anything mm-hmm. else, except charge more money." Yeah. Now, one uh, one thing that's looking positive for this sort of stuff with the old games is they did mm. hire this guy, uh, Guard Fredley, as senior build engineer for their preservation team. Um, and his job would include making sure older games are kept nice and organized and ready to go at a moment's notice. Um, 
So it's, as he puts it, uh, it's about storing the tools, data, documentation, servers, clients, and compilers necessary to recreate a game from scratch, not just putting raw code in the archive. So to make things mm. like remasters and stuff um, a lot easier. Emulation-wise, don't doesn't look like that's something he's involved with, uh, which... God, you just really should do that. He was asked about mm-hmm. it, um, and he gave a very non-committal answer. Uh, he said, uh. TBD on whether I'll have much of a role to play personally in any emulation work, although I'll share what I can if it comes up. It's only my second day. <laughs> very good. It's my first day. Well, maybe that's that's the message that he needed. Emulation, mm-hmm. now let's go. Microsoft did the work, so get on it. Mm. Um, yeah, the, what what is the, what's your thinking on on that? Or is it still? Just... Well, it's good to see that they're finally taking you know a bit of initiative with their older games, because let's be honest, the, what they were doing previously was just not working. What fucking nothing? <laughs> ah, exactly. Just they were just firing it out there. Just here's code. Ah, you can stream that and see how that works. And it just did not work. So need uh, it's like they just they just look at Xbox Game Pass and it's like mm. you're not interested in making that happen, are you? <laughs> like, the worst thing is they we know you know that PlayStation as a as a thing has an entire amazing back catalog. And people have been screaming about this since the PS4 came out, you know, or even PS... Well, I suppose the original PS3 was fully backward compatible, but since the PS4 came out and, you know, streaming services, you know, kicked off and things, everyone's been like, hey, go and put your back catalog up there. That'd be amazing to be able to go back and play old games and stuff, just, you know, mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. And they never really t- copped on, and then they tried it with the now, but again, they just the hashed or slapped it together. Yeah. Ah, there, there's what you're getting. Very half-assed. Right. So maybe now that they've actually got this guy in, he'll be like, right, guys, we need a proper back catalogue that runs perfect when people want to just play and load it up. And if they did that, you'd probably find more and more people wanting to use the full PS Plus service in the, you know, the top level if they can go, how you can go online and just play fucking time splitters anytime you want and shit yeah. like that. Maybe. That, that, that's that's the, the wait and see aspect of this thing. For me is that, like, uh, depend on what you have on there is is gonna depend on what tier I'm gonna mm. go on. Based on those leaked games, say, nah, here I'm all no. good. I'm I'm good for Tekken Two. Thanks. Mm. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, over a Game Pass, uh, it, it's looking like FIFA Twenty Two and Battlefield Twenty Forty Two are getting added. Which, <laughs> yeah, what we've been saying about Battlefield's player count, understandable, yep. I guess. That's uh, mental, hey. Uh, that that's your last ditch effort, isn't it? That, that's so. Uh, really F- is. F- FIFA twenty two as well is uh, is one of May's uh, PS Plus games. Yeah. So I so, don't know. It, its player count must be fucked as well. If like if Battlefield's that bad, is it going to show up on PS Plus? Do you think it might? Uh, it could it see what could be happening here is like because Game Pass is different, the the two got leaked, that's fine. They might be just staggering uh 
FIFA and Battlefield for their PS Plus, and they know because all EA wants is we need players in here because uh, this thing's mm. these are dying to death. I didn't know FIFA twenty two was in a state. Uh, I know, I know. That. People, it didn't, it didn't sell anywhere near as well as the last ones have. I know players are getting pissed off with this ultimate team shit and all that. There, they're getting really, really annoyed because, like, as we've said before, you know, you go out and you you know, pay all this money for Ultimate Team crap and then a year later you can't use it in the new game. Yeah. So everyone sort of made the everyone's made this decision. Hey, fuck the new game. Let's just keep playing with the old one here where we still got all the stuff we paid for. Yeah. That's uh, problem is like I don't want to play well, I have one of those games and I have no interest in the other, so Hmm. Another another month of shitty PS plus I guess. Um, yeah. just a just a round this out here, because uh, sort of going over on time a bit. Um, Elden Ring, because we have to mention Elden Ring. It's oh yes, yeah. it's the law. Uh, <laughs> so you, if you've been playing, you've probably seen those big coliseums around the place that you can't get into, or wondering what the hell they are. Um. Well, good news is someone's, well, not answered the question, but probably raised more questions than anything else. But mm. um, a data miner called uh, Sekiro Duby uh, has managed to get inside there and has found a unused site of grace. Um, takes you into a, a col- corridor. The site of grace is called Bonfire Reception Desk. Okay. <laughs> so... That's the reception desk. And um, there is a full-on coliseum inside there with uh, seating areas, a big area for fights, and two enemies, one called Gladiator Large and the other Old Lion of Arena. Uh, And if you stick them in there, they will fight each other. Um... And, yeah, as I said, it probably raises more questions than... Well, let's quickly do a mad speculation thing. I reckon Elden Ring is going to go down this cool gambling route, right? Where you go into the Coliseum and maybe a hundred players go in and two people are randomly chosen <laughs> to go into the arena and you can pick, you can bet your runes or your souls who you want to win and you can double your souls or you lose them all depending See, on who wins. Yeah, that that could be PvP battles, one-on-one battles that you can spectate would be uh, one possibility. Definitely. Plus it means if you're in an arena, there's none of this fucking shit of invading someone and running away. Yeah, and we've had these in the past. Uh, arenas specifically for mm. um, for PvP. That would... You could, you could get uh, you know creative with that as well and not just have a pvp but you could have pve stuff going on in there it's like the chords and stuff all right here's here's someone's gonna fight fucking two millennials and and (laughs) let's everyone watch this you know you open the stands watching someone just uh, i probably would sit and watch someone take same I, mean, I, I, I watched tons of like uh, people doing stupid stuff in Elden Ring already on YouTube, so why not just go into Elden Ring, go to the arena, and see what's uh, people doing it right in front of me and live mm. live setting? I think that'd be pretty cool. 
Um, I'm built for that. The they pointed out as well the ritual sheet talisman that you find outside the Coliseum uh, in Lendell. The description of that could give us a clue to what the Coliseums were either maybe going to be if they were cut or are will be in DLC. Um, the the Coliseums were once used as a place for ritual combat held in honor of the Urtree. Um, back before the age of the King Con- Consort Radagon. So um, that, that points to another possibility of there could be some time travel DLC, which is a thing from software do a lot, where you'll go somewhere mm. and you'll go back to a previous age and, and get into some some stuff uh, that happened previously. Um, like in Dark Souls 2 with the you know, you go back in time with the giants. That that's not DLC, that's actually in the mm. game. But uh Dark Souls one, you traveled way back in time. Mm. For its DLC. Right. That'll that'll do us for games. Uh <coughs> wrestling then. Mm. First thing we need to talk about is <laughs> so stardom. Wondering Stardom put out this uh, clip. Uh, it's a gift from there. There's a big tournament going on there at the minute, the Cinderella tournament. Um, it was. Uh, not sure how you pronounce her name because she's got it stylized as three letters. Uh. Azumi, I think, is how it's supposed to be pronounced, but it's just A-Z-M is the way she mm. uh, writes that. Um, versus, uh, I forgot her name as well, May... Was it May Saruga? May Saruga, yeah. Uh, so May Saruga yeah, not the wee woman that ran around with Amy Sakura for a while. That's her, yes. So I think she's just yeah. here, she's just there for the Cinderella tournament, you know, someone coming mm-hmm. in from the outside. Um, and it's just like a really fast-paced um, sort of exchange with them two doing lots of um, like quick fucking arm-based movie. Or, uh, May does like a sort of almost dancing with Azumi at one point, and then there are lots of run the ropes. Really, really quick. Really, really tight. Looks fucking great. Yeah, the refs involved once or twice for a bit of yeah, bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I I haven't I haven't actually seen the original tweet for this. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, known uh, how, how could you put collegiate jobber? Fucking, <laughs> uh, I was going to be sarcastic, but if you just want to go that way, I fucking jobber has no place in a ring. Uh, <laughs> Never dis- did Disco Inferno, who would be who just gets blown up watching that video. <laughs> What, what exactly did he say? He said something bad about he, it. He, he tried to basically say, oh, Kenny Omega claims that these are the best wrestlers in the world. Are you are you kidding me or something like that? Uh, or is this a joke or something? He was basically trying to be like a, a sarky bastard about it. Hmm. And I think Omega got back. Omega got back in a very good way, though. He's all, I can't believe the has-beens of yesteryear are trying to uh, basically talk down to the superstars of tomorrow. And uh, basically, because he wasn't being rude or anything, he was just Kenny being Kenny. But yeah. then Don Callis dived in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Don Callis dived in and basically he went. wouldn't pull any punches. 
God has spoken. Shut your fucking mouth, Glenn Kilburnie. <laughs> <laughs> you should just take that advice in future. Anything to do with wrestling at all, man. Just shut your fucking mouth because you haven't a clue what you're talking about. Because it was a while ago as well. Remember, he, he slabbered about there was the there's somebody done a, a big spot on AEW and he kept saying that these people are gonna fucking kill themselves and all the rest of it and it was Cody fucking squashed him, so he yeah. did. Um, I, I've Cody absolutely squashed him. It was absolutely amazing. He basically says like, you know, you were a juiced up jobber in a time when you were just co- uh, uh, getting by on everybody's coattails and no one ever left the show thinking about you and all this here. You drew zero dollars and all this here, but I was mm-hmm. a. A complete piece of shit, like, but I he got fucking jumped on by Omega and then <clears throat> callous. And basically, but, the comments is even after his own tweet, everyone just saying, Hey, lad, you've no business talking about this. <laughs> Lance Storm, as well, he's like, he's like, typical, typical disco, um, you know, commenting on a video that some people in the West wouldn't like just to be a troll. And mm. he says, Um, I, I've watched a lot of stardom, a lot of those girls would work rings around you. <laughs> or could work circles probably or whatever. it's uh, like yeah yeah uh, in his prime in his quote-unquote prime <laughs> he did, he did, yeah he didn't know i've been watching wcw of that era the this is no joke this guy was never good he was always no. shit and it's it's not like he he's some guy that has any love of the art of wrestling he seriously does not and you can tell that that was just a fucking paycheck to him and for guys yep. uh, that that would have been true to a lot of guys during you know them older periods mm-hmm. uh, the, most wrestlers now out there are grew up as fans people mm-hmm. before that uh, you know them generations before not necessarily true but they'll sit around and talk shit about current wrestlers mm-hmm. now. Uh, they, they, that, they have no fucking place. You have no fucking the only place. Thing, the only thing he ever did that I can think of, like in WCW, I just remember him getting squashed all the time doing his wee stupid dance. But recently he, he literally tried to, of all people's coattails they try and ride to, it was Johnny Swinger's. You know, like the, the piss take guy from the eighties, and yeah. you could just you could just tell it was like Swingers obviously got this wee gimmick, and everyone's loving it, and he's trying to basically latch on to him on Twitter and all. And Swingers like, go oh, fuck off and leave me alone, like. Like uh, Johnny Swingers' gimmick is literally making fun of you. Yeah, true. Actually, it is. Uh, it up. is a parody of you. Yep. Specifically him, the Disco Inferno <laughs> thing, Johnny Swinger, specifically him. It is a party yep. of him. Uh, and but he's, him. Be- he's, he's better than Disco ever was. Because <laughs> fucking oh, fuck. fans love Johnny Swinger just because of the whole stuck in the 80s thing. Yeah, no one loves Disco Inferno. No one. Nope. Nobody you know ever did. Nobody you, ever will. You know what he is, G? A carny piece of shit? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and Desco Inferno is the currently piece of shit of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to, to Desco. I don't know your real name and I'm not going to learn it. Fuck off. Uh. Well, Dynamite then. <laughs> Dynamite. Or just AEW in general. Um, just a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff. 
I opened with a, a proper wrestling match. What a rather good stuff. So it was the, mm. forgot to mention it last week because it had already been announced, but as uh, one of the qualifiers for the men's uh, Owen Hart Foundation tournament, we have fucking FTR versus FTR, Dax versus mm. Cash, uh, CM Punk on commentary, just to, just to add to it. Um, man, this, this you can was, tell Punk loves FTR. He does, yeah. He's, a, he's a fan, hey. Um, the, the, this was fucking great. Um, love that they came out together. Yep, that was cool. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, they did a couple of wee things during the match. Uh, they always said, like, we're, we would never break up. We'd rather quit wrestling first. Um, mm. I know everyone, like, we are conditioned to believe that if a tag team exists, it's going to break up. We are. We Which are a, conditioned. AEW's going to great lengths to to stop that, but mm-hmm. um, I like the we uh, there, there was a part where 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 Cash was about to stomp on Dax's face and he just stops. Yep. Yeah, Dax hesitating on the the sharpshooter as well. Mm. You know, just then we sort of they're they're friends. We don't want to hurt each other, but then we get the we accidental eye poke. Yep. Well, even, even Punk on commentary was actually very good with what he was explaining as well. He's like, I mean, these guys are their current Ring of Honor and AAA tag champions, like, so they can't go injuring each other because they're gonna lose yeah. money if they lose these belts and also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really well done. Um. Eventually, uh, we get Cash Wheeler rolls up Dax, and then but Dax reverses it. Uh, that's an own heart finish. I can't remember the match. Ah. Um, so Dax gets the three count. Yeah. And then you, you, it's really cool because like the camera focuses on Cash face. And he's just got this wee smile on his face. It's like, you bastard, you got me. And ah. and then there, <laughs> uh, and then it's all it's all fucking hugs at the end. Um, mm. not not a a but a even hinting at the scent there. Um. Which is yeah, that that's good because <laughs> we never right. see, you never fucking see that. Um, there's no hard. The thing I enjoyed about that it was a it's what you would call an old school match. It was, yeah. but it it wasn't boring. It no, was no, still no, no. a very exciting match. So, because obviously, if you go back and you watch like seventies, eighties wrestling, it's a headlock for half an hour and then somebody gets pissed. <laughs> it can be. It can be. Well, it but can it, be. Sorry, sorry. That's not fair on all yeah, 80s yeah, wrestling. Yeah. But. Because uh, good 80s wrestling was this, was, was this type of stuff. This mm-hmm. is the reason why people kept watching it. For, it was for because mm-hmm. of matches like this that, that can happen. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have called... I, I didn't know which one was going to win. Um, I had no baldy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. speaking of what was it, Punk says, if you don't know their names, we'll call them Bald and Hair. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you get confused, hair has hair, bald has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Punk, brilliant! And then, then obviously after this match, Punk done a wee promo. Yeah, it's very cool wee promo. But there was a very ominous part during this promo. Oh. Where he stood still, and there was a boxed man behind him. Oh, yeah. Staring right at him. 
I thought he was going to jump the wheel. I was like, is this, I, is this uh, how it happens? Uh, I, was, I, I, was, I was like, is this it? Is this it? But then I noticed he turned a wee bit. I fuck he was going to bust out of that suit. No, uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming we all know that's Kip Saban underneath that box. Uh, <laughs> Who has I'm now going to refer to him Kip the Tank Saban. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm, I'm convinced he's massive. Who's been out for a very, very long time. Oof, it must be coming up. Must be nearly nine months now. Yeah. Prime to make his comeback then. Getting oh, fucking swole up. So CM Punk's cutting this promo because it was announced that uh, Adam Page will be defending against CM Punk at Double or Nothing. We have our Double or Nothing <laughs> main event, and yes. Now Hangman wasn't at Dynamite this week because he got the old COVID. Ah. Unfortunate. Um. But yeah, you see a punk cut a promo on you anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like the, this promo though because he's basically yeah, saying, was, you know, it, you know, win, lose, or draw, I'm gonna give it everything I've got. And if it, it was, I like the fact that he wasn't doing the because I know when punk sort of, if he needs to, he'll do the heel thing. But I sort of like this <laughs> sort of. I mightn't beat you, but I'm I'm gonna make you sure you're in. Make damn sure you know you're in a fight. I think he's going to beat him. Oh, Jesus. I can see a heel turn happen as well. Oh, this is going to be good. So this, this is where we get all speculative and fantasy booking mm-hmm. there coming up there, pay-per-view. Love it, love it, love it. Um, What else happened? We got William Regal on commentary for the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Again, Taking this on is... on the factory. Just getting Wheeler Yuta like showing off his his new uh, mm. William Regal inspired style. He's doing all the forearm rubbing and sticking elbows in. Uh, I love the way William Regal said he'd been working on pinning with Wheeler, mm-hmm. uh, and then he does that pin on Camarado at the end, where it's like Camarado yep. basically up and like straight up <laughs> he's rolled him over he's like his legs are straight up and his um his legs his shoulders are on the mat so there's literally no way you could kick out of that because especially just... the size of him um but yeah yeah that was pretty cool um so lance archer versus wardlow mm. so some shit here uh um, Wardlow coming in with the handcuffs again. Um, we saw last week Snake taking the money. Lance Archer just wants to fight him. Um, Wardlow's opponents are getting bigger. Uh, and it's allowing Wardlow to do some things like fucking head scissors, takeovers, and swanton bombs that put Jeff Hardy to shame. Yep. <laughs> Fuck me, hey? I'm telling you, man. That, that is... He's a big athletic dude, and they are few and far between. Yeah, he's... Uh... Archer's no slouch himself. He's done that cool fucking... Uh, he's done it a few times now, but it's always class when he does it. The moonsault off the top rope. He walks the rope and then oh, he yeah. moonsaults. Does the old school. And then... <laughs> Aye. Um... So this late the, we get a, a promo for what's uh, from MGF later in the show for next weekend. Yeah, what do you call that guy again? W Morrissey. Better known as Big Cass. They're getting bigger. 
I don't know how you get much bigger than Morrissey. He's pretty big. We both unless know, he pires Jordan Grace. <laughs> we both know there's another guy bigger than him. Uh, we don't. But he's that. busy. No, unless Wardlow just squashed him and took him out. That'd be great. God, he was fucking awful again. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get to that. Um. Mm. Jericho Appreciation Society and uh, Eddie Kingston, <laughs> Santana Ortiz have a sit down because Jericho's all like, "Get rid of these matches! I need a big segment where I talk." <laughs> yep. Which which actually fits his character now. Yes, instead of he's a sports expect, entertainer, <laughs> instead of us just expecting to like it, even though he's um, talking shit. Um, this was fine. Uh, I, I did, yeah, I did like Santana Ortiz doing that. I've got something for you, and then pulling <laughs> her middle fingers out of their pocket. Um, I thought that the the best part though was was Kingston. Um, like Jericho did a, did a really good job of um, a really good job of looking really uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Because someone had mentioned a hit. Um, yeah, Jericho and, set up. Uh, and then Kingston sort of just snaps, gets right in his face. Mm. It's like you don't know where, what a hit. You don't know what hit. And then Jericho starts sort of looking to the side. He's like, no, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. When you say hit in our world, you better be prepared to put a man on the ground. And uh, It's just like, yeah. It's like Jericho looked genuinely frightened. Um, yep. Yeah, which I like. You can tell how professional Jericho is as well. I don't know if you noticed, but Kingston's microphone wasn't working at one stage and they had to get him a new microphone. Yeah. And Jericho was able to keep the slabbering going while they did this. Because oh, you could I, see I, that I, he was expecting Kingston to come back, but now he's like, right, shit, okay. So he starts slabbering some more. I was like, ah, that that's fucking quick. Fight. But I suppose yeah. when you've been doing it for this long, you just yeah. expect shit like it. Hey, consummate professional. The man knows mm. his craft. Um... Serena D versus Hikaru Shida in the street fight. Uh, Brilliant, I. Deep Brilliant. getting the, the, the win here. Uh, and that was also, a bit gutted. But, but Deep also kept picking up one hell of a fucking China. Did you see that yep. lump on her face? Um, Where did that, what what caused that, do we know? I'm not sure. It's Cheetah, there'd be knees flying about everywhere, so who knows? Mm. I think you see the knee that Deeb was working on. Yeah. If you noticed, I think there was a a brace or something, or something was underneath it to cushion Sheeta's knee from all the shots and stuff. That's yeah. why you know Deeb was just going to town on it, you know, with the chairs and everything. I think there was something under it, so I think it may have Deeb's face may have just caught that wrong at some stage. Uh maybe. Uh, she wears that. Uh, I don't know if that's kayfabe or not. Because the whole thing oh, was, I right. oh, injured her knee, and then remember she did oh, yeah, right for right. ages. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Normally, if they have a knee brace, they have it over the the, the knee pad, though. I think I think that's the end of her um, Sheeta Deeb for now, and for yeah, now, yeah. it's fine for 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 uh, Deeb winning here because she's number one contender. Um, She's mm-hmm. going to go on and uh, hopefully give Thunder Rosa a great match. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Probably at double or nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, we did that part already. Um, oh, this, oh, Jesus. The, the, this was brilliant. The House of Black segment. <laughs> this, 
Lights go out as usual. Uh, spotlight comes on as fucking dead fuego. <laughs> then out of the shadows come each of the house of black, and as Malachi is about to tear off Fuego's mask, we get Alex Abrahantes in the ring, being like, "No, yes, it's sacrilege to remove a luchador's mask." Um, and they approach him. Um, out comes Penta and Pac, and then. Uh, Alex Abrahante is like, oh, you are stupid. You haven't even been able to figure out the reason why I'm dressed like this. And it turns out that that wasn't Alex Abrahante in the ring wearing his robe. That's fucking Ray Phoenix <laughs> is back. Oh, man. Good to see him. And then shit starts flying everywhere. Kicks and <laughs> dives. And... It's been a while since we've seen Pac as well. It is. Uh... Good to see them back together again. Yeah, same thing keeps happening. It's like poor Penta uh, loses both of them and then has to struggle for a while by himself. Mm. And then they come back. Uh, uh, that, that'll that be a good good trios match. They need those trios titles, yep. man. They, seriously. Mm. The, the trios game is strong in AEW, so yep. let's give it, its, give it a title. Um... 10-man tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. This was all about Adam Cole being a dick. That's what this match was. Pretty much, eh? Um, but it was way for the elite to be all like, ah, oh, we're all together. And at the end they do, he brings out the t-shirts and they say, the Bucks put on the <laughs> fucking undisputed elite t-shirt and they all pose together. Um, Varsity Blondes. Remember they were challenging for the tag team titles and they, they're yep. stuck in the middle of this. Julia still sitting on the edge of the ring. Yeah. Where are we going, man? We're all waiting for that. We're waiting for this. <laughs> Every time you what see that, all, it's like, what, what, what the fuck? Hurry <laughs> um, up and kick Kev Garrison in the balls, would you? So, after that, we get the fireball spot. <laughs> I we'll enjoyed back, that. Backstage, uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, Santana Ortiz are getting beat up by... Jericho appreciation side and Jericho does a fireball spot shows Hulk Hogan how it's done basically yep um yep it did look did look very very good mhm and then that's a couple of times Pearl Eddie's been fireballed his weakness no I must be I know Callahan did it to him twice in impact <laughs> <laughs> uh then we get the main event ladder match TNT title. Uh, unfortunately, the, the thing that sticks out most in this match is the botch, where Sammy goes up oh. the ladder and then decides I'm gonna do like a six thirty. I think he tried 40? a six thirty, and he was nowhere near high enough. Um, well, he didn't get off the ladder enough, and then Scorpio mm. was like, "Oh shit." Uh, couldn't mm. get under him fast enough and he just went fuck he hit the mat so hard and then mm. you had that sort of moment of oh shit is he dead um, mm. and that sort of slowed the match down fair play to Ty Conti she mm. kept shit going while all that was yep. happening filled in the time hi. Uh, but I it looked nasty hey dead um, 
And uh, after that, we got a fucking excellent match. We did. Excellent, How Sammy's dead match. conscious, I don't know, but he's dead, and we had a great match. I liked that uh, Sammy was trying his big cutter spot, and it was actually Scorpio got him instead. Yes, I did. How he beat uh, Cody. Cody. Um, yeah, there's there, there was really the, the this was sort of them up on the the ante. Really good uh, misdirection as well, because at the end, because when Scorpio, they had the ladder covered with the barbed wire set up next to the ladder that was under the belt, and Scorpio mm-hmm. pushes Sammy into the barbed wire ladder, and you think, that's it, he's at the top ladder, he's lying in the barbed wire, yep. it's over. Nope. There goes, uh, uh, Sammy gets up, springboards back onto the ladder again. Um, it was just, uh, that, that was a good way to be like, just pull it out from under everyone. Mm. Um, Scorpio manages him to get him off ladder again, and he has TNT title. I have never been so fucking happy for someone to be crowned with any championship in in mm. AEW for some reason. I was like, ah, fuck. Because I think Scorpio, I think he's fucking brilliant. He's really yep. underrated. He, that yep. title he lost in his second offense. It wasn't fair. Uh, yep. Yeah, give it back to him. Um, uh, I did like the fact that Kazarian sort of came out and gave him a sort of right, <laughs> me and you, buddy. It took me a maybe a couple of seconds more to realize who the fuck that was, just because he's wearing. Really? <laughs> oh, I guess he was so well dressed. <laughs> who's this well dressed man? Oh fuck, it's Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> yeah, not used to seeing him like that. I have a theory, and I don't know if it would go down this road. Um, I I noticed when Kazarian got in the ring, you know him and Scorpio all good. Page didn't look happy, and I'm thinking, right, the Scorpio and Page break up, and SCU get back together. So <laughs> Scorpio turns face, but Page stays heel. I uh, it's weird. Dan Lambert as a face is weird. <laughs> Jesus, dynamite, uh, Dan. <laughs> He he was he was giving Frankie some dirty looks. Mm, mm. What are you doing here? It's gonna be do, interesting. Do you, know, do you know who they are? <laughs> oh yeah, we had a repage Van Zant moment as well. I her and Ty throwing some mm. stiff fucking bunches, eh? Yeah, they were, and then they stiff kicked each other right in the chin. <laughs> oh, that that fucking Ty kicking Dan Lambert in the balls too. That she mm. fucking hell. She near broke her foot off on it. <laughs> She's trying to put them in orbit, eh? <laughs> I hope he was wearing a cup. Um I would say his his balls are in orbit, but so's Ty's teeth now after triple mania, fucking Tenta <laughs> kicking her head off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's one person you don't stand in the ring, Slavery, it's fucking Penta. <laughs> it's it's an honor to get your teeth kicked out by Penta. True, true. Man, woman, or beast, it's an honor. <laughs> so, then on Rampage, we had a pretty good Rampage as well this week. Uh, a very stacked Rampage. Yeah, it didn't, didn't feel like a, an afterthought. Uh, Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland for the, the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Great oh, match. Oh, that was good. Uh, dodgy finish. Starks mm. gets up from <laughs> commentary and just... Well... <sighs> 
what were they getting at here? It's like so Sting obviously comes and chases Ricky off and then it was just that distracted swerve and Darby got the yep. pin out of nowhere. Yep. Um they sort of had a wee promo afterwards or like uh, no hard feelings. Uh uh Darby mm. was like, Do you want to go an hour five minutes? So I don't think that's how this works, but okay. Mm. Um Yeah. Decent match. At this point, it sort of won't be in the the tournament, but I guess you can't really not have Darby in there, can you? Yeah, true. He's one of the originals. Uh, Sean Spears got a promo. (laughs) (laughs) What if when Wardlow gets uh, up against MJF and he changes his music and it's Warpigs? (gasps) That would actually... Calling him Piggy. The war pig. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um Chris Jericho, who is on commentary as well, uh he names himself uh Chris Jericho's <laughs> sports entertainer of the week. That was actually brilliant. <laughs> I laughed for ages. And then uh Santana Ortiz come out, wasting no time. Santana <laughs> straight over there, smacks <laughs> just smacks the headset off his head. <laughs> and then they put the boots to him. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Good stuff. Well, he kept calling himself a wizard. No, <laughs> I'm a wizard. <laughs> just that first slap from Santana, the heads are uh, flying. <laughs> it's just it was like they were going to square over. He's like, nope, fuck, slap. <laughs> uh, we have the bodies making their entering debut. Jitwa together. Mm. Uh, Jake Gargo, this, Kier, I think a very good idea. This is a very good idea. This, um, uh, it means Jade has someone else to have in her corner with matches to, you know, make up for her own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I that she she definitely suits having having a, a group. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. She's just so charismatic. Um, Mm-hmm. And they, the, the the talent that they were going up against, though, um, would have yep. liked to see more of them. Sky Blue is sort of take her leave it, but Trisha Dora and Will Nightingale are are excellent. They're really good. Uh, but of course, the baddies win this one. Yep. I like Kira Hogan's run and drop kick she does in the corner. She really mm-hmm. looks like she just lays it on her. Uh, it's it's simple, but uh, yeah, it looks great. Keith Lee versus Colton Gunn. <laughs> this went longer than I thought it would. It did. It did. But Keith Lee wins in the end. He is amazing. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. They also got the uh, the promo uh, the, like the backstage with them two after and. Um, <laughs> because cause this is Colton's Gunn's first singles loss. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, Max they, they acclaimed Monty coming Bones. in. Uh, all like, <laughs> Do you want to team up? Because we never used to want to scissor with us. No, no I have to go <laughs> going to speak to Dad. And then and Austin's like, yeah, we're going to speak with Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> awesome. Did say Alexi there? 
<laughs> do you want to <laughs> her? Do you want to her? And she says, no. <laughs> the reaction they get every time they're on the screen as well is brilliant. Uh, people love them. They are fantastic. I'd say that's the thing. I think, I think they work better as heels. The, 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 doing the slagging thing is yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. So the moment everyone has been waiting for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They Dan still haven't played music for him yet. Yeah. He just da- he just came tearing out. Dan Housen, he's got a, a mic, he's in the ring, and he's calling out Hook. <laughs> and out comes Hook. And Dan Housen changes his mind. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe we'll do this next week or another time. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck me. So, uh, which hooks, hooks as we're doing it right now, and then we get Smart Mark. Coming out, Tony Nese uh, with the attack. Um, this is the first time we've seen Danhausen really get physical. Mm-hmm. And he has been. Uh, he has done some independent bookings uh, last week, so he is back in the ring. Um, Hook eventually takes out Sturden. Uh, take out Tony Nese. Uh, Dan Housen goes for the handshake. The hook's not having it, but we're done for this week. Nope. Mm. I did like the fact that Dan Housen was throwing the curse out and <laughs> you're, he oh, thought yeah, it yeah, was yeah. working. So when Nice went to get in the ring, he started curtain these backs <laughs> off because Hook's behind him. <laughs> and the and crowd was chatting. They Hook were Housen. chatting Hook Housen. Like, oh my god, it has to happen. There's the name of the tag team, Hookhausen. Aye, that's happening. That's 100% happening. Easy. Anyone who says, oh, this is so fucking damaging to Hook because he's a deadly serious character, it's like, hey, he's going to be. Do you ever hear? I I was just going to say, he's basically going to be winning tag matches himself (laughs) while Danhausen fucks about. How does that hurt him? (laughs) It's basically single like hand. Super beast. I know. People are so fucking stupid, eh? It, it's, not even it's, that. You look at Rock and Sock Connection and yes, even Team Hell No, things like that. 100%. You, you got like uh, when Chris Jericho being the really card the heel with, with Big Show and Big Show would just ah. win all the fucking matches and Jericho would <laughs> be, you know, the, uh, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens do this thing where... Mm. Kevin Owens just a fucking destroyer, um, uh, and Sami Zayn's the weed shithead. Uh, like it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, people, people are, just like a reason you know, to try and shit on stuff. Fuck people. They're one of the most over things on the show. Aye, like look on Dynamite the Wednesday before when they showed the graphic of the two of them. The fucking crowd nearly came out of their fucking seats for a graphic. So yeah. when they actually came into the ring, they were going nuts. It was the crowd's reaction to the two of them. Like if you don't understand Dan Housen, that's your problem. But the guy is clearly fucking over it. Get over it, thing. I can't yeah. wait. He wrestles and shows everyone up. He's he's gonna be he's so fucking good in the ring. And um, we finish up here with. The Ring of Honor TV title being defended by Joe against Trent Beretta. Um, Brilliant. 
nice match. Uh, of course, Joe retains. Uh, they also mm. had your man Riccoboni. What's his first name? Yes. Ian Riccoboni. Ian Riccoboni on commentary. He, he is the <laughs> Ring of Honor commentator. He's very, very good. Um, he does very good. And I like Jericho sort of mucking <laughs> around with him as well. Having a hard time. It's like, he nervous? <laughs> sitting beside me? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, other reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that'll be the first time Riccoboni's been on anything of that scale. Like, I know it's, it's, yeah. it's just Rampage, but uh, fuck. Comparing that to, to Ring of Honor. He's been on Impact. He's been on... Uh, I think he done... He done a match at the Rebellion. He done the, the, the Ring of Honor Gresham match at Rebellion. So he's bouncing around all over the place. That's mm. pretty cool. Mm. It, it's a really good idea for them to do this. So with the Ring of mm-hmm. Honor titles, you get the, the Ring of Honor ring announcer, Ian McAbonny, they should keep doing that, have him mm. on commentary for these. just gives it that bit of a different flavor that you're, you know, you're seeing something different. Um, mm. to, to set it apart from... Because then it means that the Ring of Honor titles don't just fade into the background and become these, mm. just these other shit titles. That are mm. that appear on the show. It means oh no, this is a big thing. This is the ring of the ring, ring of honor section now because we have to defend this prestigious ring of well, honor title. Well, we know Dynamite next week. You're going to get one of the best female wrestlers in the world defending the ring of honor women's world title. Yes, um, we're getting Diana Diana, Diana Perazzo and uh, Mercedes Martinez unifying uh, the ring of honor women's title. You'd like to see Peraza win that? Uh, yeah, that ain't happening. No, it ain't. Um, Sadly, it's not. She is. like I like Mercedes Martinez, but Peraza is on a different level. But obviously, <laughs> she doesn't work for AEW, so she's not going to keep that belt. Just one last thing on Rampage. After Joe wins, uh, oh, yeah. Shivani comes to interviewing. Uh, we get Jay Lethal coming out with Sanjay Dutt and Satam Singh again. Uh, Jesus, Singh looks so awkward. Takes out I can't believe Cassidy. he's only 26. But Orange Cassidy squares up to him and gives him the kicks. Yep. <laughs> then we get Lethal and Joe go each other and you're like, yes, let's do this. Yes, that, this is what we want. Yep. Keep, keep that big useless lump out of the ring and just, just give us Lethal and Joe. That's all we all want. Right. Uh, and that's that's wrestling. That's mm-hmm. wrestling for you. Um, yeah. So as you said, next week got that uh, unifying women's Ring of Honor. That should that should be a good match. That, It'll be a good match, though. I. That's gonna do it for us this week. And uh, yeah, see you next week, I guess. Yep. Uh, I I'll give Tony Khan a shout. Sure, see what he's busy. Hi, you're you're late, anyway. <laughs> just just I make know. it up. Do a Tony Khan impression. It'll be fine. They won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I just stutter a lot. <laughs> and, and shout. And the bug eyes. And just, ah! <laughs> right. Well. That, right. That's enough. I was going to say, like, poor Tony Khan, but he's billionaire. You can take it. Whatever. Right? Bye. Bye.